Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing tonight, Chanel? I'm okay. And you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good because we just got finished, again, with the power of editing. We just got finished recording an interview with the awesome Fallon Farrell. She's one of the co-founders and managing partners of Black Restaurant Week. Um, As we're doing this podcast, um, Black Restaurant Week is currently going on in Philadelphia through October 25th. So we had a chance to talk to one of the people who started this thing uh, a good five years ago or back in 2016. This is the fifth edition of Black Restaurant Week, third third year in Philadelphia. So we had a chance to talk to her. Um, That'll be the second segment of the show in our What's Good in Philly segment. But before we get to that, we have plenty of other stuff to tell you about, including some New restaurants coming to the Philadelphia area. And as always, we have some invitations to hand out for Sunday dinner. Before we do any of that, and I forgot to do it last time on the show and I had to edit it in. Shout out to the folks at Stateside Vodka. Because again, you didn't do it last week. We didn't do it last week. Um, Shout out to the folks at Stateside Vodka who have partnered with us here at John Appetit to hydrate all of us during this fall season because Lord knows we need some hydration yeah, given, about to get. <laughs> given what's going to happen Ooh. these next couple of months. Ooh. So if you need some new vodka, if you need some vodka, you need some bourbon in your life, you need some Moscow mules to kind of drink them all in, go to our friends statesidevodka.com. When you place an order on their website, click order here under the podcast partnership logo. Use promo code John for 10% off of your entire purchase. That's whether you go and pick it up or whether you get the vodka delivered to your home. Again, offer delivery. Very easy. Again, promo code John, podcast partnerships, 10% off of your entire order at Stateside Vodka. Stateside Vodka is the vodka of choice, the vodka du jour here in the John John Appetit Appetit household. So, again, we love Stateside Vodka and we are glad that we are able to partner with them and, again, get you guys. 10% 10% off of your order. So you guys want some vodka, you want some cool stateside swag. Again, statesidevodka.com, promo code John for 10% off of your order. Again, stateside vodka, it's very, it's hydrating, it's gluten-free, all that good stuff. You know, these are the it's things. It's Roy's that, favorite vodka. It's my favorite vodka. <laughs> it mixes well with orange juice. It mixes well with cranberry juice it's, and cran apple juice as well. It's great straight. It's great, it's great straight. I'm not a straight vodka person. I'm a straight vodka drink. Um, but I know a lot of people out there do the straight vodka. Again, this is not like the crazy, you know, the, the cheap pop-off vodkas, the nah. bottom shelf stuff. This is elite stuff. This is really <laughs> great stuff. Again, as Chanel always mentioned, stuff that I drank way before they even got way in before. contact with us. So shout out to our folks, our friends at Stateside Vodka. Again, check them out, statesidevodka.com. Before we get started with our other stuff, shout out to our friends over at the War Room Sports Podcast Network. My other show, The Broad Street Line, which you can catch every Saturday. 
10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. There's also the flagship show, War Room Sports. There's uh, On the Couch with the Wilsons and Tissue in the Tape for all you hip-hop heads out there. A lot of great hip-hop albums coming out or just came out. The new Black Thought album just dropped. Uh, the new Freddie Gibbs album just dropped. Um, again, if you're a hardcore hip-hop head, check out our friends Phil and Savada over at Tissue in the Tape. They will break all of that down for you um, each and every episode. And thank you guys, as always, for listening to us wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, YouTube Music, and Spotify. I was going to say Google Play, but I, I caught myself. Um, thank you, subscribe, and please leave a heart, leave a thumbs up, leave a review, a five-star rating. Again, as we always say, if you don't leave five stars, we are inclined to believe you are a hater. And there are people who do hate on our show, and that's okay. That's all right. Um, that's fine. We don't care. And we'll read those, too. We'll we read will. those. We and, read them on yeah, air. We, we, yeah, we, we read them on the air. Care. Yeah, Chanel don't care. We read them on the air because Chanel don't care. <laughs> Please follow us on each and every social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at John Appetit, and also hashtag John Appetit. Um, in your photos again shout out to all you guys again our good friend Paige Curious Caravan um, who's always shouting us out in DC and Virginia um, she's out there in those in those wineries I don't know if you've been checking the posts um, she's out on the winery streets <laughs> out there I was like man we got I gotta get some uh, I gotta get some, some recommendations some recommendations yeah. out there for some I didn't DC even think winery. of that yeah. you need to you need to reach out to Paige this evening yeah so for those of you again in the uh, in the DMV area as the cool kids call it um, Curious underscore Caravan on uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, she has, um, she well, first of all, she puts together amazing tours of the D.C. area. So if you want to learn about D.C. and kind of all the, the hidden gems of the Washington, D.C. area, um, you can get custom tours um, from, from our good friend Paige. And she's genuinely a great person. Absolutely a great yeah. person. Um, and in addition to that, if you follow her on Instagram, um, she always, you know, has like kind of like, you know, like, hey, here's some cool spots to check out, um, you know, during you know, the quarantine, um, you know, if you want to go outside and, you know, go to a winery or, you know, go to some exclusive chef's tastings and things like that. Um, she has the inside line on stuff like that. So again, give her a follow on Instagram, curious underscore caravan. Um, we'll be heading down that area in a, in a few weeks. So yeah, we got to get some ideas. Cause again, there's, there's people out there like us who enjoy leaf peeping and drinking wine, leaf peeping. Yes. No. Leaf peeping no, and drinking wine. I'm not a leaf peeper. We don't, we don't peep the leaves. No, oh, I grew okay. up in Connecticut. There were leaves everywhere. So you just looked at the leaves. <laughs> basic. I'm very basic. Shout out to Tay Diggs for giving us a follow on the Twitter machine and shout out to Padma Lakshmi as always. Taste of the nation. I love her Twitter, man. Check it out. Check out her, her, Twitter her Twitter as well. I guess it's at Padma Lakshmi. I don't even know. She retweeted us one time. So she's on our list of the good ones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our All Black Everything segment. This week we're talking about Elijah Milligan and the excuse me, Greenwood Supper Club. Now, Chef Milligan launched the Cooking for the Culture pop-up dinner series, which highlights African-American chefs here in Philadelphia. Um, they've had a couple of events already. Um, they're you know, they're going to have a few more um, in the next few months. So, again, keep an eye on them. Uh, or specifically um, Chef Milligan on Instagram. I'm not sure what his, Greenwood Philly, that's his uh, Instagram handle, um, for the next pop-up. They had one at Fittler Club uh, late in September. They had a week at Bach Bar a couple of weeks ago here. Um, but again, follow Greenwood Philly for their pop-ups. But the goal is to turn those pop-ups um, into a concept called Greenwood, uh, which is named after the Black Wall Street District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Greenwood will consist of a cafe in one property and a kitchen and a bar in another, and it's expected to open at the end of 2021. So 
If you want to check out what he's doing with Greenwood or if you want to check out any of these pop-ups, again, follow Greenwood Philly on Instagram. And he's... Uh, the food looks amazing. It looks amazing. <laughs> I, I saw the pop up at the Fiddler Club. I'm like, I need to get on this list. Girl, octopus dressed in new just sauces and candied uh, calamansi. I don't even know what that is, but I want it. There's I a lot it. of things that I, I typically would not eat. I'd eat these things here. And I said I wouldn't eat octopus anymore, but I'd eat that octopus. Yeah, there, there's some good looking stuff on the, on these menus. So, again, uh, check out, again, Greenwood Philly. Give them a follow on Instagram be, to be notified of their next pop-up. Again, and, again, what Smoke Chef Milligan, Elijah Milligan, is doing with uh, Greenwood Supper Club and the Cooking for the Culture pop-up dinner series. All right, Philly, what's new? What's new is that... It is over, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is time. For those of you who have not yet registered, to, or who didn't register to vote in Philadelphia, you no longer can do so by the time you hear this. However, for those of you who want to help out with the voting situation, you can. You can work at the polls. If you work at the polls, you can eat well. Two organizations, Power the Polls and Fuel the Polls, are teaming up to recruit workers and feed them on Election Day, which is November the 3rd. If you work at the polls, you can get some meals from participating restaurants, including Pizzeria Betia, Mike's Barbecue, Kalea, Bing Bing Dim Sum, Laser Wolf, Martha, Oyster House, and Essen Bakery. And that's just a list I had from before, so it might even be a longer list. But you can sign up with Fuel the Polls to find a polling place to work. If you get an election day assignment, you will get lunch delivered to you from one of those places. So you can work the polls, get paid for working the polls, which, you know, do a nice public service, get paid for it, and get a pretty good lunch from a pretty good restaurant in Philadelphia. So this is a good deal. I know a lot of people want to figure out what they can do. Um, you Working the polls is a, a very good thing because as most of the people who vote in person know, I haven't voted in person in years, but I know when I used to vote in person, most of the people working the polls were grandmas. Grandmas and grandpas, like older Americans over the age of 60. With COVID, it's very dangerous for them to work the polls. So what we need are people who are young, who are um, relatively healthy, that can go out there, mask up, bring their sanitizer, gloves, whatever you need, and work those polls. So uh, if you're able-bodied and this is something that you can do, I'd recommend it if just for the food alone, but I think you also get paid. You get paid. So you, get paid. you could get paid and get really good food. Not a bad gig if you can get it. Yeah. So again, check out Fuel the Polls. Again, I think they're the ones who are kind of behind um, all this. And again, if you get an election day assignment, again, you will get, um, you can, you are eligible to get delivered lunch from some great places here in Philadelphia. So definitely check that out if you can, if you want to do your part. And if you're a restaurant listening and you have the ability, consider um, delivering some food to the people standing in line. Again, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely right. Because um, they might, or some coffee, hot chocolate, something. Because uh, if the lines in Philly are anything like we're seeing um, already, they're going to need sustenance out there. Absolutely right. So again, check out... Um, um, fuel the polls and power the polls as well. Pizzata Pizzeria brings New York style pizza to Philly. This is a takeout and delivery shop located at 240 South 22nd Street in Fittler Square. This is New York style. 240 South. We got to get a little closer. 240 to there we go. South 22nd Street. Yeah. 
I don't know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> New York style pizzas, again, red and white pies. Um, they have one salsisa, the red sauce, pepperoni and sausage and hot honey, which sounds pretty good. Yes. A fungi, uh, which is the white pie, I believe. Yeah. It's a mozzarella, Mushroom. mushrooms, and truffle oil. Um, That's me. They have salads, open-faced toasts, and desserts, and they're open for pickup and delivery. So, again, check them out. This is Pizzata Pizzeria in Fiddler Square in Philly. Three Philadelphia restaurants are opening locations in the new live hotel and casino. I saw a picture inside of that because it's a nice-looking casino. What is this? It's a new casino. They're building down near the stadiums. Um, where? Near the stadium. Um, near, you, uh, you don't know the Turf Club, the Holiday Inn. You know that where the Holiday Inn used to no. be? No. Right off the, where they're, they're, well, you haven't been to work in forever. <laughs> right off, right off of 76, right near, next to uh, 76. Near the oh, stadiums. where they're building, uh, yeah. okay, I yeah. got you, I okay. got you. That's going to be a new casino, live hotel and casino in Philadelphia. And three Philadelphia. Traffic's going to be a nightmare. Institutions <laughs> are going to go there. Uh, Sankey Noodle Bar. Lorenzo and Sons and Termini Brothers. They Lorenzo belong. and Sons. Is that Lorenzo's Pizza? That's Lorenzo's oh, Pizza. Okay. Oh, that's a lot of people's fave. 100%. So they've all leased space there. It's at 10th and Packer. Um, I believe it's going to open early next year. It looks like they're pretty much on track for that. Um, Sankey, noodles, and dim sum, and other Chinese uh, specialties. Lorenzo and Sons, there's the pizza. You guys all know it from being drunk on South Street. Uh, and... What's that? The Philly Taco? Don't you yeah. take a Lorenzo slice with the Jim's, Jim's cheesesteak? Cheese yeah, Jim's yeah. is there. Then you can you can you do can it. Make a Philly taco. You can do it. And Termini Brothers is cannolis, cookies, and cakes. All sorts of good stuff. Again, these are coming to the live hotel and casino. Tenth and Packer again is set to open early next year, I believe. And I might have this wrong. And I should look this up. I'll look this up while we talk about the next thing. I believe Guy Fieri's coming there as well. If I'm correct. Isn't he at Harrah's? He's at Harrah. Is, is that still called Harrah's? Uh, sure. Harrah's Philadelphia? Oh, that's what it is. It's Harrah's Philadelphia. Or yeah. yeah. I believe he's coming to Philly. I don't know. What's he I'm coming saying, with? I'm saying. Um, is it like a burger hot thing? Fire. He's coming with the hot fire. People love Guy Fieri's burger restaurants. They do. I don't get it. They do. Well, we went to that one, the one place at, um. At the at Caris, Philadelphia, and that was good. The food was good. I didn't need a burger. Yeah, I know it wasn't <laughs> wasn't a burger. Yes, I got it right. He's opening two joints. Oh, serving tacos and burgers at Philadelphia Live. So, guys, taco joint is going to serve tacos, salsas, and guacamole made from scratch. And guys, burger joint is going to include burgers. What's that music with donkey? So you can't tell the people that you hear the music because they don't hear the music. Oh, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just didn't know. I thought you got to Beyonce this thing. No, you I'm not. This is Beyonce. This. So, yeah, so no. again, we got to take you. Well, behind can the curtain. I say somebody's getting fired? We got to, we got to take. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. This is what goes into the making of the podcast. So I just pulled up an article about the Guy Fieri restaurant, and there was music in the background of the ad because you know when you go on the internet. Every page has 7,000 ads and video autoplay videos, which are the scourge of man. Yes, they are. Um, so Especially they played, the ones on YouTube. So they play... Oh, don't get me started. So they played the ad. They played the music. And then Chanel says, hey, what's up with the music? You guys, I don't think, are going to hear the music. I'm pretty sure it won't hear the music. So when I say Beyonce it, you just got to like roll through whatever happens like it didn't even happen. Don't even How was I supposed it. to know they didn't hear? You got a Beyonce. That's though. never happened in all it. the years we've done this. That's never happened. You've done it. No, they heard my music. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta act like you just gotta act like everything's cool, like Beyonce. When but when we but say I Beyonce, can't. it it was like what was it? Michelle who fell? Michelle who fell down? Yes. And then Beyonce didn't even like miss a step. No, but and, that's not why they say Beyonce. It. What? 
That's how I said. That's why I said. No, it's when Beyonce herself fell, but when you couldn't she... tell she fell because she fell into the dance. Beyonce never falls. <laughs> no, <laughs> she it, it didn't look like she fell because she kind of did a thing, and it was like she is fabulous. The queen has never made a mistake, so I don't She's believe fabulous. Beyonce. She works ever... through everything. So th- that was me telling you to work through it and not acknowledge the sound that didn't happen. That sound didn't happen. Uh, yeah. What will happen, though, again, Guy Fieri coming to Philly Live Casino. So, again, taco joint, burger joint, courtesy of Guy Fieri. Again, I like guess. you said, people love Guy Fieri They stuff, love his so, burgers. Hey, it is what it is. I, I got to have. You Did you have the I believe. No, no, no. Wait. We not, had chicken sandwiches, yeah, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we didn't. We should have got it. Well, but it wasn't a burger joint. It was just Guy's Chop House, remember? Oh, that's what it yeah, was. So, okay. he's got all sorts of good stuff. Huda Sandwich Shop is now open. This is the sandwich shop that we talked about a few episodes ago from the former Abe Fisher, a former Abe Fisher alum. It's now open at 32 South 18th Street. This is the previous location of High Street Kitchen. This place offers artisanal sandwiches on house-made milk bread and sourdough buns. Um, We have brisket with Dijonese, onion, and garlic pickles. And you have a smoked salmon sandwich with a sunny side-up egg, mushroom butter, and roasted daikon. You would try that, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. I really would. Um, there's not, salads, like a strip steak salad, like ele- elevated salads, as the, as the kids would call them. And lamb chops is a side. I'm here for that. They have toast. They have toast. Yeah, like grilled sourdough. Mm-hmm. There's a um, sweet and sour cabbage. It has bacon, sour cream, and onion. I know that's not your jam, no. but I would definitely try that. And if you order online, they have a special, a braised brisket meal. Apricot apricot and almond braised brisket meal with cinnamon buns. And it comes with all the accoutrements and sides. It serves two to four people for $65. So cool little deal. Again, a Huda sandwich shop. Again, Abe Fisher, Montreal style smoked ribs, all sorts of good sandwiches um, from Abe Fisher. So if you know Abe Fisher, again, you can expect great things from Huda sandwich shop. They're open Tuesdays through Saturdays for delivery and takeout from 11 till 6 or until they sell out. So, again, check them out. They are now open here in, uh, I guess that's the Rittenhouse section of Philadelphia as well, because everything's in Rittenhouse. What's the address on that? High Street, 32 South 18th Street. Technically, Which one's High Street? High Street Kitchen. We just talked about it's like a half an hour ago. High Street Kitchen, the burritos. Oh, uh, <laughs> right next to Nom Nom. Yeah. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> that's Rittenhouse, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. You think it? It's yeah, that's... Uh, technically. Technically, yeah. So you are, <laughs> <laughs> you are not interested in the smoked salmon, salmon sandwich. No, not the sunny side up egg. You know how I feel about eggs. Are you interested in a spicy ghost pepper donut? See, at first I was like, ooh, but then I was like, uh, I got to try it. So Duncan, no longer the donuts, is debuting or they have debuted a spicy ghost pepper donut this is their classic yeast donut topped with a strawberry flavored icing and a blend of cayenne and ghost pepper finished with a red sandic sugar i feel like i have to try it for the culture right no just for myself <laughs> is it everywhere it's everywhere and available nationwide until december i don't know if that means through december or until december but again you got a couple months to get it or at least a month or so to get it um, I'm very intrigued by this. I might have to get it tomorrow. I'm very intrigued by this. Um, yeah, hot, sweet. I I I read a, I read an article. They said it's spicier than a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, but not 
more, not much more spicy. Well, than that. Wendy's spice and chicken know, sandwich but, isn't that. But spicy. But just to give you a, just to give you a, a, a frame of reference. So there. No, you go. it's the the donut like spice. I have to try it. I just have to. Next episode, we'll let you know. Yeah. By the time we're, we sit in front of these microphones again, we will have tried this. We will have tried this because again, we are very intrigued by yes. the spicy ghost pepper donut. If you have tried the spicy ghost pepper donut, please let us know. Again, John Appetit, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or John Appetit at gmail.com. Again, we are very interested in um, your thoughts about this and whatever else you've, you've tried over the past um, few weeks and months. I interpret until December as a. End of November. Yes. That's how I interpret it as well. But you know how people. People don't understand the difference of until and through. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got at least a month, folks. You got at least a month, at least until November 30, to try this spicy ghost pepper donut. I tried to get those spicy nuggets at McDonald's. They were sold out. I was like, fam. Oh, you did try? I did try. When I went the other day, I tried to get them. I need to know how these taste. I'm very, I'm curious. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're nonplussed. I'm, I'm, I'm just still stuck on the fact that Dunkin' is not Dunkin' Donuts, and mm. I just learned that today. Yeah, no longer Dunkin', no longer Donuts. They've dropped that, they dropped that like a bad habit. Is it the anti-carb people, the keto revolution? No, because they want to. No, they want to. They want to. They're more than just donuts. Oh, because they have those gross sandwiches. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We support all the independent Dunkin' Dunkin' franchisees and their sandwiches. Their their donuts are good. I like their donuts a lot. Oh, the donuts are fabulous. Yeah, I like their donuts a lot. That's why I'm intrigued by this donut. If they had gross donuts, I wouldn't care about this. But I know what a strawberry frosted donut tastes like. I love it. And it's good. So I'm assuming this is a spicy strawberry frosted. Right. Which sounds good to me. Which sounds good. (laughs) Absolutely right. What also sounds good is Black Restaurant Week. Again, we're currently in the midst of it. And on the other side, we will give you all the 411 about it. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back to the John Appetit Podcast, segment number two. This is our What's Good Philly segment. We have a special edition of it for you this episode. Uh, we had a, had a chance to catch up with uh, Fallon Farrell, uh, one of the co-founders of Black Restaurant Week, a multi-city um, you know, celebration of African-American, African, and Caribbean cuisine. Um, they are in 11 different markets. Of course, Philadelphia is one of them. And this is the third year of the Philadelphia edition of Black Restaurant Week, and we had a chance to catch up with her and talk about some great things that they're doing in Philadelphia um, for this edition of it and what they plan to do um, in coming years. So here's our interview with Fallon Farrell, co-founder of Black Restaurant Week. As we're recording this interview, we're currently in the midst of the 2020 edition of Black Restaurant Week here in Philadelphia, running from October 16th through October 25th. Black Restaurant Week celebrates the flavor and diversity of African-American, African, and Caribbean cuisine. Nearly two dozen local restaurants are participating in this year's event. And joining us on the show today is one of the co-founders of Black Restaurant Week, managing partner Fallon Farrell. Fallon, let's start at the beginning. How did the idea of Black Restaurant Week come about? Opportunity to create a platform to really kind of showcase them to the community. Um, We do have a very robust Houston Restaurant Week. I think it's like over 200 businesses participate in it lasts for like a month. But when you really dive down into the list, you may only see one or two Black-owned businesses. 
And um, it's just not set up for uh, most of the businesses in our community. You know, it's, it's fine dining, three course, two course. And there's a lot of casual restaurants in our business, in our community. So we really want to create a platform that was all inclusive to the industry. Um, so he pitched it to us. We love the concept. My business partner and I were doing digital marketing. So we really wanted to showcase and highlight Black-owned businesses. My uh, father is actually an executive chef. And his family, there's a catering business that's been in the family for like 60 years. So just understanding that component as well um, kind of brought us to the attention of how do we also create this platform all-inclusive for caterers, food trucks, bartenders. And so that was really the foundation. We added on events during the, the campaign. And since then, every year, we've just grown and expanded. Um, the beauty is, though, that the model of, of Black restaurant, we can stay the same. We've just been able to take it and, and expand it to different cities and um, even expand the length of it. The first year we did it for a week and one of the restaurant owners was like, next year y'all need to make this 14 days. We're like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it, it clearly worked. And we're like, all right. So um, it, it's just been really beautiful to watch um, every time the community comes out and support. And, and Philly's actually really been one of the better markets, I would say. It's really about how the community supports the project that makes it a strong market. And since the first year in 2018, when we did Philly, we've always had a great response. Um, the, the culinary community there is really connected and, and really kind of introduced us to other you know restaurant owners and say, go talk to them, go talk to them. So it's just always been a cool city to activate for us. Yeah, Philly, you know, we're always we're kind of biased. We think Philly's the best restaurant city, you know, in in America, or at least one, at least one of them anyway. I was about um, to say, I don't know. I, I know quite a few, so I have been hat from some others. I know. I, I, I hear you. New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but you said, you know, you started in Houston and you're in Philly. And like you said, you're in a bunch of different markets, 11 different markets in total. Um, what kind of goes into that selection process of what regions and cities that, that you choose to kind of branch out into? Yeah, so some of it's a mixture of requests. Um, actually, Philly, uh, Deidre Reed, a, a local publicist there, reached out to us and was very adamant, like, bring this project to Philly. And we're like, okay. So uh, some of it's a mixture of people requesting us to come to the city, and we'll have an introductory call. We'll kind of get an understanding of what the local market is, will the community support it, and, and then we'll kind of enter it. Others, it's just uh, kind of strategic, <laughs> I would say. Um, uh, waiting to make sure that we have the right people in place, uh, corporations in place to help us uh, support the project, such as like a Pepsi. So, I mean, this is the first year we've even been able to be at the level enough to do New York. You know, we've mm -hmm. always had our eye on New York, but um, we just never were ready yet. You know, this year with Pepsi support, Bacardi's also supporting New York. You know, we're able to really come in and, and do the, the campaign justice there. So... It's a, it's a mixture of community outreach, but as well as just strategic partnerships, um, looking at the map and, and kind of seeing what to do. We created Regions this year because the calendar was condensed and we just knew the importance of the project in the year of COVID. Um, and so the question became, okay, we physically can't do a different week every week, mm -hmm. but if we expand the reach of our weeks, you know, we'll be able to help a lot more businesses. And so that's, that's been new for us this year and it's actually worked out really well. Um, I mean, we have a, a 
restaurant in South Jersey in Vineland, Jersey, participating in Philadelphia Black Restaurant Week uh, called Vegans Are Us. So I definitely think um, that's also helped us really grow um, mm-hmm. and expand. And it's been a successful model, the regions. And so we're looking to next year, maybe adding a couple more regions because it's just not that many weeks on the calendar for us to do every city. <laughs> so we're like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing Florida at the end of the year. We're doing Alabama at the end of the year, like a full state. Um, we did the Midwest, which entailed like St. Louis, Kansas City, Indianapolis. Like we were throwing them all in there. <laughs> and, um, you know, each it's even though it's a national platform, even on a regional platform, it's still a local activation. It's still a local community-driven project. And that's kind of the beauty of it. So we could talk about it nationally, but the, the local community is still going to show out and support their local businesses. Now, the Philadelphia edition, edition runs through October 25th. What types of specials or offers can diners expect when they're visiting uh, one of the participating restaurants? Yeah, um, it's all types of specials. I I always have to, my job as operations is to put the menus on the website. So I always get to kind of get a sneak peek as into what people are offering. So uh, Axum is offering a really great, um, I think, three-course dinner. Uh, Booker's has a a three-course meal as well, as as well as a vegan uh, menu. So, you know, even if you want to do vegan, you could go there. we have a uh, chef joy uh pam she's doing um like a meal prep kind of situation going on with like smoked chicken and smoked pork i mean mm. it's all types of stuff on the menu but we also have um people just doing uh specials with with drinks um you know we have some combo specials like a king's cafe has like a i think a po' boy or something or it's probably not a po' boy i'm that's the New Orleans and Houston coming out. <laughs> I think it's like a Philly cheesesteak or something. Oh, there's, nothing, there's nothing like a Philly cheesesteak. But I, I saw the keep, keep going. And keep, I was like, keep oh, going. boy. It's, it's, it, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. That's it's fine. coming out of me. So, um, yeah. So, definitely check out the menu. Uh, go to our website. It's built like a directory. So, you could search by cuisines. Like we have a couple of barbecue restaurants in Philly this year, which is kind of cool. We've never had barbecue before. Um, mm-hmm. Umi D's, you know, they do burgers. So it's a variety of food. And I think that's also the cool thing about Black Restaurant Week. It's not just soul food. We're not a monolithic culinary community. Right, right. Um, so you're going to get some of everything, um, you know, and that's kind of the beauty of it. A bunch of Caribbean spots up there. So I think it's cool. Again, we're talking to Fallon Farrell, the managing partner of Black Restaurant Week. Um, Fallon, I, I looked at the directory. Like you said, there's a bunch of different restaurants from all different types of cuisine. Um, we have a number of restaurants and chefs and food truck owners and um, you know caterers and all sorts of people who listen to our show. So if they want to per, uh, participate in future editions of restaurant Black Restaurant Week, how do they, how do, they do that? Yeah, it's, it's very, uh, uh, we're all open. Um, it's always this misconception that we choose restaurants and that's never the case. Um, we reach out to as many restaurants as possible um, on social media, but definitely like always check out our website, become a part of our newsletter. It pops up when you first join our website. And every time we're saying registrations open, we usually, we open up registration nationwide at the top of the year. And then as the closer as we get, we start doing even more outreach. But um, so I would say being a part of our newsletter, you'll be the first to know, 
you know, about registration, or you could just go to our website and, you know, and register, but it's all inclusive. Um, we're not going to turn people away, you know, mm -hmm. as long as you have ownership in your business, um, you're free to join and you don't have to have a hundred percent ownership because that's not realistic either. We understand, you know, you may have investors and things of that nature. So as long as you have a percentage of ownership in your business and you're mm -hmm. African-American, African or Caribbean descent, uh, please feel free to register. And, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, looking to support, you know, you know, black and black owned restaurants, um, you know, given, you know, everything that's going on this year. Again, you mentioned COVID-19 and of course, everything with social injustice and, of course, we're in the middle of the, the most important presidential election of our lives. So um, there's a lot of people who, again, who want to support um, black owned restaurants. Have you noticed um, from your perspective more of an interest in Black Restaurant Week this year across the nation? Um, yes, but I think it's due to the fact that outside is shut down. <laughs> so, <laughs> typically, we're we're kind of competing against major music festivals and, you know, sporting events and all these other things that just naturally go on in the city. Um, this year, with all of that kind of being shut down and us still, still being able to operate, I think the reach has gotten better, which is great because it's crossed over. So, I mean, in Houston, we had people driving from like the Woodlands, which is a predominantly, you know, kind of affluent neighborhood driving down to the inner city to come dine at some of the restaurants, right? It's like the restaurant tours are definitely seeing um, new customers to their business. And that's really what this is all about. Like, how do we expand your reach and, and give you awareness to um, the community that you wouldn't have had before? Mm -hmm. So I would say the support has expanded. Um, the reach has gotten larger. Um, and with the, the blessing of working with companies like Pepsi and Cravacier is our local partner there as well. Like we're really able to get the word out, you know, about what we're doing so people can support. And again, you mentioned partnership with, partnerships with Pepsi and Cravacier. I noticed that you also have a partnership with Maker's Mark. Mm -hmm. um, because again, Black Restaurant Week isn't just about driving traffic to African American restaurants. It's about you know supporting people of color and in, in, in the culinary industry. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the Feed the Soul Foundation? Yeah. So, um, so it, during the earlier this this year, so one of the events that we do is called uh, Rome. It's a, a business development event, and just within that, it was always a business panel discussion, really trying to help people invest in their business, but you quickly learn that um, a lot more support is needed. And so we want to create a foundation to really, outside of the restaurant week, how do we continue to create sustainable businesses within our community? And so uh, Makers, we partner with them to do our, our bartending competition this year. Shout out to Barry, who represented Philly in our, our competition. But, um, you know, they came to the table and, and was interested in, in helping and doing more. They actually told us to come back to the drawing board because first like we'll just do an emergency fund and they're like dig deeper think bigger we're like all right you know that's all we need to know <laughs> so we went back <laughs> to the table and made this uh created this foundation where we would give a cash injection to the business as well as uh six months of direct consulting and so what you've learned in doing black restaurant week and working with small businesses is that um, sometimes they don't have the capital to do, uh, to invest in their business to go to the next level. You know, the restaurant industry is very hard financially to have that extra cash flow. 
or they may not have the expertise to do it, right? So for instance, we have a restaurant in Houston, um, been in business for over 60 years as a soul food restaurant, um, cafeteria style, and they've added a daiquiri bar component to their business. But it's like, well, what does this soul food restaurant really know about operating now a daiquiri part and a liquor license and all that, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, how do we come in and provide that business expertise to say, like, this is the proper way for you to grow your operations? Um, and here's some funding to also kind of help that growth, um, just so that you could be even more sustainable in your community. And so that's really what the Feed the Soul Foundation is all about. So um, just very grateful, you know, for their partnership and, and definitely looking to work with some other companies. We have like 12 different programs from menu consultation to um, nutrition dietary uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's businesses that may want to offer healthy options, but do you have a dietitian to come in and build that out for you, you know, and, and help you change your menu for that? So there's a lot of ways we can support businesses, not just, you know, um, it, it just kind of shows that there are other ways to be a value and a blessing to people in our community. And that's really what it's about. Now, this is the fifth year of Black Restaurant Week. What kinds of things do you have planned for year six and beyond? Right. So we are a very uh, creative and a creative group, um, me and my business partners. So uh, sometimes that's great. <laughs> sometimes that means I don't get to sleep, you know, a lot. Uh, so I, I would say for next year, we are looking to figure out how to do more digital programming. Uh, we understand the communities may not be ready yet to do live culinary events like we did in the past. So um, we're going to take some of the uh, some of success we've seen this year with the the bartending competition and um, some of our other kind of digital activations and expand on that um, next year. So we're looking forward to that. Um, but really, just I would say between the foundation, I mean, we've done a lot this year. I think as a group, we don't take it in. Um, going from eight to 11 markets is, is very huge. You know, adding on markets like New York and things like that and D.C. Right. Um, create, we went from eight websites to one website, one national website, which is now directory. We're launching a culinary marketplace so chefs and, and small food vendors could sell their sauces and spices directly on our website now. That's launching. Oh, wow. So that's like a huge growth step. Um, having a national culinary directory now on the website, because we used to get tons of questions after a week, like, where are the food trucks in my community? And, and where is this random restaurant? And we're like, I don't know. I don't live there. So it's like, <laughs> now we have a directory that we could, you know, businesses could could put into and, and we could grow that conversation. Um, and even in the foundation, I mean, you know, we launched the announcement. Applications are open. Um, till January to apply. And so we'll have our first cohort next year going through that. So it's, it's a train, I like to say, um, mm-hmm. that it's moving, but it also shows how much this space wasn't activated before. And so whatever we do, and, and there's quite a few other people successfully activating the Black culinary community, but they, there's just never been a platform. And so within that, it's just so much room for creativity and so much room to really have fun. Food is fun. I mean, yes. I tell people the hardest, the easiest part of this job is telling somebody to go eat somewhere. They're like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, like that's the easiest part. Um, so it's just the, the work is 
getting the the corporate buy-in, getting the the stakeholders to buy in. Um, it's a lot of other stuff that we do, but the fun part is definitely the eating part. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Uh, you you mentioned the the local website, uh, the national website. Uh, for more information, if anybody is interested, please go to blackrestaurantweeks.com. And when you go to the Philadelphia page, be sure to click on the Black Plate Awards, which is sponsored by Cravassier, and you can vote on your favorite restaurants and chefs and have a chance to win $500. Now, we're not telling you who to vote for, but one of our former guests, Kurt Evans, is up for Chef of the Year on the Black Plate Awards. So if you want to go check out Kurt Evans and give him your support, that'd be awesome. You said that um, the easiest thing to tell people about is where to eat. And so we have a question for you before we let you go. We've never been to Houston. Mm -hmm. Houston's on our list. We've been to Dallas. We've been to Austin. We've ne been to San Antonio. Never been. Never to, been. To never Houston. been to Houston. So since since you are in deep deep into the restaurant scene in Houston, you got to let us know where to go. What do we need to check out when we go to Houston? Yeah. So I, I'll give you the standard of turkey leg cut is is you know is it does live up to the hype. I mean the the turkey legs literally do fall off the bone. Like you can't pick <laughs> it up. It's just literally going to fall off the bone. Um, so just for just the uniqueness of that and the full flavor, I would say turkey leg hut. Um, I am, I'm in Texas. So Ray's barbecue is like, you know, I go there at least once a month, I would say, or once every six weeks. <laughs> uh, so for me, Ray's barbecue is the other thing. Um, but the cool thing about Houston is Houston's very diverse. I, I think yeah. people don't realize, I think we're like, we're, if we're not, we're probably right after New York, about the second most diverse city in America right now. So um, we have Nigerian restaurants. We have uh, Creole. I mean, it's all types of food in Houston. So when people always ask what to do in Houston, I say eat. It's a, it's a town <laughs> that you literally come and every day you could go, whether it's Black-owned, Hispanic, Latina. It's so much good food in the city. Um, it's definitely a culinary city, and it's it's starting to frame itself as the culinary capital of the South for a reason. Mm. So, um, definitely come and and just wear some uh, wear your eating clothes as you want to kind of expand because it's Texas, so the, okay. the portion is going to be large. It's, you know, you're going to take some food back to the hotel. Like, don't expect to eat it all in one sitting. Right. But, uh, but it's a beautiful city for that. Excellent, excellent. And then when you come <laughs> when you come to Philadelphia again, we'll tell you where you need to go. Yeah. Um, if, if you want some cheesesteak style sandwiches, um, <laughs> we have boys, you, my, we uh, got you. <laughs> exactly. We got you. We got yeah, you covered. He's gonna, if I tell him the story about the po' boy, he's going to like go off on me. But <laughs> <laughs> again, Black Restaurant Week runs through October 25th here in Philadelphia. Uh, Fallon Farrell, again, managing partner and co-founder of Black Restaurant Week. Thanks for joining us. We thank appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Again, that was our interview with Fallon Farrell, one of the co-founders of Black Restaurant Week. We want to thank Fallon and the team at uh, Black Restaurant Week for their time and um, graciously joining us here on uh, John Appetit. And again, you know, we just want to, you know, make it our, we've been making it our focus for the last few months to highlight black and black owned restaurants here in Philadelphia. And Black Restaurant Week is an amazing way to support those restaurants um, that are, you know, doing awesome work. And again, it's more important now than ever, as we talked about in the, during the interview exactly with uh with covid and everything that's going down the restaurant week has been hit hard but um black restaurants have been hit especially hard um so we would just encourage you like we've been doing to uh, seek out a black owned restaurant particularly during this time a black restaurant week and just 
try some new things, try some new cuisine and support. Um, and that's all we got. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Again, it speaks for itself again. So please check out blackrestaurantweeks.com. Click on the Philly directory. And again, as I mentioned um, during the interview, you can uh, vote for your favorite chefs and the restaurants that are participating in Black Restaurant Week for your chance to win $500 courtesy of Curvassier. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we have um, some upcoming events to tell you about and our Sunday dinner invites. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back, segment number three of the show, and this is our upcoming events segment. But look, the event that we're telling you about is the event we just told you about, yes. Black Restaurant Week. Again, we're you know we're doing everything we can to put the word out about again the celebration of African American, African, and Caribbean cuisine here in Philadelphia. This year's edition runs from October 16th through the 25th, and more than two or nearly two dozen restaurants are participating in this year's event. I know 48th Street Grill. I know Booker's Bar and Restaurant, um, Side of the Road, Jerk Chicken, um, I believe, and again, plenty of others as well. Check out blackrestaurantweeks.com for more information. Again, it's, a, it's an awesome event. Again, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're able to do in 2021. Hopefully, we're all outside by then uh, so we can go outside and and, uh, and drink this Cavassier uh, with some people. God willing, and, and <laughs> we don't. Exactly, and, and enjoy all the great uh, restaurants here. And again, if you are, again, if you are a chef, or a caterer or a food truck or whatever, please, we encourage you to go to blackrestaurantweeks.com, sign up, be a part of this, because, again, they offer some very cool um, things uh, when you join the group, uh, the Black Restaurant Week group. Um, a lot great of, opportunities. Yeah, a lot of promotion, yeah. a lot of opportunities, a lot of great partnerships. Again, uh, Maker's Mark and Pepsi, Cavassier. So a lot, of, a lot of opportunities for you to grow your brand as well. So, again, we encourage you, for those of you listening, uh, to go to blackrestaurantweeks.com. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment. It's the portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always something noteworthy, or at least noteworthy to us. It's a little bit of a break from us talking about food the entire time. Mine for this week is not, or this episode is not food-centric. I'm not sure if yours is. No, it's not. Who You you want to go first? I'll go go first. first. I always go first. Yeah, well. Okay. Mine, my shout out goes to two groups of people. Okay. First group, the parents. Second group, the teachers. All participating in this Zoom education environment with their kids. My hat goes off to the parents and the teachers trying to navigate this new world of kids learning via Zoom with their parents' assistance. And the reason why this comes up for me is um, for the first part of the week, I was talking to my sister while she's dealing with my niece, who's a seventh grader who manages to be late for every Zoom class where my sister has to find her because she wanders away from her computer. And then the second half of the week, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a teacher who's teaching partly via Zoom, partly in class, and just the balance and the struggle of the two. 
but they're both handling it graciously. So I just imagine that's what's going on um, across the country. So my Sunday dinner invite goes out to the parents and the teachers, the good parents and the good teachers, not those <laughs> teachers that are getting caught doing bogus stuff or those parents getting caught doing bogus stuff. Like the ones who are really in it and doing what needs to be done. My hat goes off to you. If I can invite you all to a good Sunday dinner, I would do that. It's a really hard thing to do. It's a really hard to navigate all that stuff as a teacher, as a parent, as a student. So again, hats off to all of you who are doing it successfully. Hats off to the kids who are able to kind of keep that attention span going for, you know, six hours, seven hours. Not my niece. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, our niece isn't good at that, but it is, you know, it's... It is what it is now. So, um, I guess on a similar vein, I, guess, I didn't even think of a this is similar similarly um, themed. Shout out to John Wall. John Wall is a point guard for the <laughs> Washington Wizards. <laughs> John Wall has been injured for a while. John Wall is just kind of kind of living his best life. He went out about a month ago. You know, with the whole did the whole no shirt COVID party inside of a building, whatever. Live your best life. I mean, you're like twenty. Seven, I guess. I mean, maybe you think you're indestructible or whatever. So, anyhow, John Wall's living his best life. John Wall was on an interview today. <laughs> I'm not even sure what network. I'm not even sure what. I didn't recognize the host. I'm not even sure what the show this was. John Wall, while on the interview, was playing a game of spades. <laughs> For people who don't know what spades is. Spades is a card game. Um, play with partners. Um, you Get books and all of that. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Is you can there a probably, game it's similar to? I was gonna say Pinochle, but no one knows that. No one knows Pinochle. <laughs> so yeah. So people who look like me and who look like Chanel, a lot of you guys know what Spades yes, is because Pe- people who don't look like me and Chanel probably don't know. It's what a it cultural is. thing. It's cultural, kind of. Maybe cultural. maybe it's regional. We don't know. It's we cultural. assume it's cultural. It's cultural. It's cultural. Um. Yeah. So he was playing Spades in the middle of the interview, and people. I saw people. I saw people, I saw all sorts of reactions. Right, right. I people, thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I saw people, I saw reporters saying, I can't believe, talking about to the, about the host or to the host, uh-huh. saying, I can't believe you guys say it aloud, you know, like, let John do that. Let I would call, Well, that. not let him do that, but like, I'm, I can't believe you didn't say something. I would have called him out on that. First of all, John Wall's kind of doing you a favor. Yeah, he so doesn't have to do this. John Wall don't have to show up to your no. TV show and give no. you 10, 15 minutes. John no. Wall's taking time out of his day to be on your show. And he made you go viral. And, again, and he made, because no one would no have just cared about, about a random that. John no. Wall interview no. No. in the no end of October. Care. But when John Wall's playing spades during your interview. Which is one of the most blackly black things you that's, can yeah, do. That's, that's the, <laughs> on the black scale, that's high. That's high on the black scale. He's playing spades. In the middle of the interview, you got you like I look. I don't have the metrics. I'll never know the metrics. You easily got you know a ten times bump in people yeah. watching your interview yeah. because of that. Like these clips are going viral. Like everybody's seeing John Wall play spades. Let me just say this: everybody who's calling out John Wall, don't act like you ain't never multitasked during a exactly. Zoom call. Exactly. Like the last seven months. All right. Don't ever like you ain't multitasking on something you were doing for somebody. Whether you were on the phone with somebody or whether you were on you know doing something at work and you were doing your own your side hustle or whatever don't tell me you ain't never multitask I multitask during this podcast Roy calls me out on it all the time all the time all the time (laughs) I gotta tell 50% of the show the talent on this show that this is the show we gotta do it and meanwhile, fifty percent—the fifty percent—is not me. It's playing spades <laughs> or whatever they're doing on their machine. 
People do it all the time. It's fine. It's okay. John Wall playing spades. It's cool. Like, it's whatever. Again, John Wall did you a favor. Yeah. John Wall's a celebrity doing you a favor, giving you 15 minutes of his time. If he wants to play spades, that's fine. Like, he wasn't rude. He wasn't ignorant, like rude or ignorant. Didn't blow you off or anything like that. So, like, what's the, there's a problem. There's a problem. I thought it was awesome. John Wall can paint his house. If I can get John Wall on a, on a, on a call and John Wall paints his house for the 15, that's fine. Like, it's okay. Because John Wall gave me 15 minutes. Like, it's cool. But yeah, I just need to get like that's that is the most African American. That's one it's of the most African. Black. Yeah, that's very black. That's that's blackity black, blackity black, black. Yeah, that's yeah. And by the way, I'll come clean. Don't really know how to play spades. I've I, I have and eight, it's really sad. I have an too. eighty. I have an eighty-five percent grasp of the rules. No, but I couldn't sit down. I and play will today. not play with him. I will not. Now, I played with his nephew. Yeah, his nephew was my partner before, but not him. No, I don't know how to play spades. I would never play with him. I've been playing spades since I was ten years old. Confession time, part with, two with adults. Confession time, part two. Don't like card games where you have to play with partners. That 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 explains it. So I don't really. I'm not really. He's um, a loner. He doesn't like anything you have to do with partners. I don't really like unless except for marriage. <laughs> Don't really enjoy playing spades because there's partners. Don't really pl- enjoy playing uh, four-way pinochle because there's partners. Card games with partners. Not me. Card, card games where you're out for self like Uno. That's my jam. And he dunks on children. That's my jam. And if you play Uno at my house, you're going to draw 26. And that's just the way it is. He, he plays Uno so you wrong. You can put draw fours and so draw wrong. twos. And if you put a draw four down, if you call blue and I got a blue draw two, I'm throwing a draw two on top of that. At me. JohnAppetit at gmail.com. You know where to find me. He plays wrong. And that's it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast slash Spades 2020. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just our catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you John Appetit. <laughs>